TED Audio Collective. This is the TED Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter. On today's show, Anis Baji explains why eating disorders are so misunderstood and why this makes them so difficult to treat. Anis will walk us through common misconceptions. For one, you can't tell if someone has an eating disorder simply by their weight. And after the talk, we'll dig deeper into the prevalence of eating disorders, why we should question our assumptions of who has an eating disorder, and what treatment options exist. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab investing themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like active lifestyle, healthy eating, wearable tech, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. The best place to see stars is at home with Prime Video. Get everything included with Prime, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, starring Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. Rent or buy hits like Mean Girls, starring Renee Rapp. Or add-on channels like Max for the HBO original Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. You've never seen so many stars in one place. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership not required to rent or buy. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Support for this podcast comes from The Wonderful Company. If that name doesn't sound familiar to you, you probably know the pistachios that come from this company. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Get snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. I love the various wonderful pistachio flavors. So in addition to the original flavor, I'm particularly fond of the salt and vinegar. And I keep little packets of them in my car so that I can eat and get some protein on the run. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Globally, about 10% of people will experience an eating disorder during their lifetime. And yet, eating disorders are profoundly misunderstood. Misconceptions about everything from symptoms to treatment make it difficult to navigate an eating disorder or support someone you love as they do so. So let's walk through what is and isn't true about eating disorders. First, what is an eating disorder? Eating disorders are a range of psychiatric conditions characterized by these main patterns of behavior. Restricting food intake, binging or rapidly consuming large amounts of food, and purging or eliminating calories through vomiting, laxatives, excessive exercise, and other harmful means. An eating disorder can involve any one or any combination of these behaviors. For example, people living with anorexia usually restrict the amount of food they eat. While bulimia nervosa is an eating disorder characterized by recurrent binges and purges. Importantly, these behaviors determine whether someone has an eating disorder. You can't tell whether someone has an eating disorder from their weight alone. People who weigh what medical professionals might consider a healthy range can have eating disorders, including severe ones that damage their long-term health in invisible ways, including osteoporosis, anemia, heart damage, and kidney damage. 
Just as we can't tell whether someone has an eating disorder based on their weight alone, we can't get rid of these disorders simply by eating differently. That's because eating disorders are, at their core, psychiatric illnesses. From what we understand, they involve a disruption to someone's self-perception. Most people who experience them are severely critical of themselves and report many self-perceived flaws. They may use eating to try to regain some control over an internal sense of chaos. We still don't know exactly what causes eating disorders. There likely isn't a single cause, but a combination of genetic and environmental risk factors that contribute. Sometimes other mental illnesses, like depression or anxiety, can cause symptoms of eating disorders. In addition, certain psychological factors, such as perfectionism and body image dissatisfaction, are risk factors for eating disorders. Several social factors contribute too, including internalized weight stigma, exposure to bullying, racial and ethnic assimilation, and limited social networks. Although there is a common misconception that only women experience eating disorders, people of all genders can be affected. As these disorders intimately affect the development of one's identity and self-esteem, people are particularly vulnerable to developing them during adolescence. Although these are among the most challenging psychiatric disorders to treat, effective therapies and interventions exist, and many people who receive treatment make a full recovery. Treatment has a higher chance of success the earlier it starts after someone develops disordered eating behaviours. But unfortunately, less than half of people with an eating disorder will seek and receive treatment. Because of the complex effects of eating disorders on both the body and the mind, treatment usually includes a combination of nutritional counselling and monitoring, psychotherapies, and in some cases, medications. Evidence-based psychotherapies exist as treatments for most eating disorders, including cognitive behavioural therapy and family-based therapy. These are talk therapies that help people gain the skills to deal with underlying psychological problems that drive eating disorder symptoms. Because not all patients will respond to these treatments, researchers are also investigating treatments outside of psychotherapy, such as transcranial magnetic stimulation. Proper treatment can reduce the chances of dying from a severe eating disorder. Eating disorders can provoke a powerful sense of powerlessness, but education for individuals, families and communities helps erode the stigma and improve access to treatment. Hi, TED listeners. This is your host, Dr. Shoshana, again. An estimated 70 million people worldwide have an eating disorder. And according to a recent Deloitte report, more than 28 million Americans will suffer from an eating disorder in their lifetime. That means there's a good chance that you or someone you love will face this battle at some point. And that's pretty alarming because of all mental illnesses, eating disorders, particularly anorexia nervosa, were linked to some of the highest mortality rates and an increased risk of suicide. To make matters worse, the prevalence of eating disorders skyrocketed during the pandemic, particularly among adolescents. Some possible explanations for this dramatic rise include isolation, emotional distress, loss of routine, a lack of structure, and more time spent on social media, all of which have been linked to eating disorders in multiple studies. One study of women between the ages of 18 to 25 associated greater Instagram use 
with greater body image issues. And that same study also linked so-called fitspiration posts, the ones with the gorgeous toned models, to greater feelings of negative self-image. And a recent study showed younger children are increasingly impacted by eating disorders. Researchers found 5% of 9- and 10-year-olds have engaged in binge eating. It may seem like the most likely demographic to have an eating disorder is girls and young women, but the diversity of people who are actually affected may surprise you. Because eating disorders are complex and include a range of psychological, biological, and social factors. They impact a broad range of people and sometimes manifest in unexpected ways. Some people who seem quite healthy, athletic even, may be suffering from orthorexia nervosa, or ON. And while ON hasn't officially been classified as a clinical disorder yet, it's characterized by an unhealthy obsession with healthy eating. They compulsively check ingredients and food labels, cut entire food groups out from their diet, and only eat what they consider clean food. And when that's not available, they can stress out. They also tend to be unusually interested in what others are eating. Research also shows eating disorders in men and young boys are on the rise. According to the National Eating Disorders Association, one in every three people struggling with an eating disorder is male. The pressure to achieve or maintain a certain body image seems to be one driving factor. Other factors can include trauma or other psychological conditions. And sadly, due to current cultural norms and stigmas, many men don't seek the help they need to get well and therefore have less chance of recovery. So what's the solution? Because individuals are unique and may not fit perfectly into diagnostic labels, Every treatment has to be tailored to each individual to be effective. And with that in mind, if you or someone you love is suffering from an eating disorder, here are some treatment approaches to consider. Number one, seek professional help. Finding the right support is critical. And it all starts with talking to a doctor. From there, they may recommend a tailored treatment plan. Two, consider psychological therapy. Treatment with cognitive behavioral therapy, as well as family-based therapy, has been shown to be helpful for people with eating disorders. Three, nutrition education. This is important for patients so they can understand what their body needs in order to be healthy. Four, emergency medical care. Sometimes complications caused by food restrictions or purging arise, like low blood pressure, irregular heartbeat, or even dehydration. It's important to seek emergency medical care. Five, prescription medication. For some people, medications are also prescribed to help treat underlying mental health conditions. Recovery may take years, as many have to renew their relationship with food. The fact is, we're not going to end eating disorders by telling people or telling ourselves to simply eat differently. We're going to have to do the hard work of digging deeper to find and address the underlying issues. Thanks so much for listening today. This episode was produced by Joanne DeLuna and fact-checked by Ted. And special thanks to Anna Phelan, Sammy Case, Maria Lagius, Michelle Quint, and Colin Helms. I'm Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter. Stay well, and I'll talk to you next week.